then you will truly be successful. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. Gotta work together. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good to those who love God. Those who are called Meditate on his day According to his purpose Purpose It's his purpose Not mine And we know all things work together for the good The good And we know all things work together for the good The good to those who are called According to his purpose Purpose It's his purpose Not mine Welcome everybody to day 57 of our 90 day challenge The topic for today is sophisticated solutions Put that in the chat We're coming from Mark the third chapter the first through the sixth verse, sophisticated solutions. Another time, Jesus went into the synagogue and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked them, which is lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was made completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. Again, our topic is sophisticated solutions. Whenever God has gifted you, look out for an entourage of accusers. Prepare to be persecuted on your job. Expect for a few family members to bring up your past. Anticipate that a couple of people may walk the other way when you arrive at church. Accusers come with the package. The only way to know you are effectively carrying the light is to upset the mission of darkness. I'll never forget my grandfather telling me a story about his first few years in ministry. He was an excited young pastor. He loved to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. His testimony had proven the power of God. He had been delivered from drug addiction, fornication, and gambling. Now he was determined to save every soul that landed in his direction. He had good intentions, but his neighborhood wasn't ready for him. Don't forget that your presence will make some people uncomfortable. You are an ambassador of righteousness, coming into dark places to expose the ills and perils of sin. Depending on the heart space of those to whom you will witness, some will be ready to accept Jesus immediately. Others will hate you, despise you, and avoid you. This is kind of what happened to my grandfather. He stepped out of the church van, excited to save souls. He was dressed in blue overalls and wore a hat marked Jesus Saves. The van was graffiti with scriptures about love, salvation, and the wages of sin. Everybody knew 
what his mission was when he stepped out of that noticeable van. His first client was a woman who looked at my grandfather in disgust, but he did not budge. He had trained the other ministers not to fear their faces. He said three words, Jesus loves you. And she responded by spitting directly in his face. When my grandfather tells the story, he goes into graphic detail. This woman did not just spit, she hocked a loogie, a large, slimy gob of spit mixed with snot and mucus and aimed it directly in the center of his face. Suffice it to say, my grandfather did not expect this. All he wanted to do was preach the gospel. But preaching the gospel comes with a great deal of side effects. When you are on a mission for God, when you are purposed by God, your accusers may show up to distract you from purpose. And in our reading today, we learn from Jesus how to deal with our accusers. The Bible says Jesus went into the synagogue to teach. He knew his accusers would be there, but even the Pharisees need a word. The first thing you must do when you find yourself in a difficult situation is speak. Speak through the threats. Speak through the negativity. Jesus was not afraid to speak. Why? Because someone needs to hear what you have to say. And the distraction is only a clue that you have been sent to help someone. If you give power to your distractions, your accusers will win. Jesus did not budge. Instead, he spoke. Secondly, he told the man, stretch. Stretching tells me you're ready for the game. If you don't stretch, you can cause more harm than good. I love that Jesus in this particular text shows that he's not just interested in our learning. He wants to also enhance our living. In the synagogue sat a man with a shriveled hand. His hand didn't keep him from hearing, but God didn't leave him with a handicap. Jesus shows us through this account that real ministry, real mission, real calling, real purpose is holistic. Real ministry must teach through the word, but also heal through a touch. Real ministry is concerned about the whole man. So speak and stretch. Real ministry is concerned about your fears, your years, your pain and your promise. As God is preparing you for field work, anticipate your accusers and never forget to touch those you teach. Because if you only talk and never touch, you will preach to us, but you won't reach us where we are. So Jesus speaks. Jesus stretches, and that is how he and the man with the shriveled hand find success. I believe success is coming to your house through a sophisticated solution, through a solution that other people don't see, but through a solution God has given you the power to envision. So go back to those ideas, those ideas you said you'd one day patent. Go back to those dreams that now companies may be able to buy. Go back and see if God wants to do in you something spectacular through a sophisticated solution. I love this text so much, it reminds me of show and tell. You know, during show and tell, we learned a lot about our classmates because they all brought in something that had value to them. Some would bring in their pets, others would bring in pictures of their family, but the objective was to show the gift and tell your classmates why. You know what I thought about today? You are God's show and tell project. You are the gift he wants to bring to every class. I know you might not always feel valued, 
but God loves you so much. Not only are you worth dying for, but you are so important to God. Jesus told the grave, I can't stay here anymore. Get me out of here so I can see my creation again. Part of my lifelong struggle has always centered on believing this truth. I never saw what others saw. I never believed what others would say about me. In my mind, I was the man with the shriveled hand. It didn't matter that my other hand was working. It didn't matter that I could walk, talk, write, or sing. I developed a chronic disease called self-consciousness. And the more I focused on the broken things in my life, the harder it was for me to accept my healing. But then I truly encountered Jesus in a way that was not attached to my family or my faith tradition. And I write to you today from one shriveled hand to another to assure you, God values you. You are so important to him that he had you stumble upon this purpose challenge just to let you know his love for you comes without pre-existing conditions. You've got to look beyond your shriveled hand and see that you are his show and tell project. Your heart makes you a perfect candidate for healing. And the more you stretch those areas where you are most insecure, God will grant you a new perspective on life. One of the ways he gives us new perspective is by teaching us new strategy. Can I prophesy to you that God is syncing your life with new strategy? He is downloading strategy in your spirit woman, in your spirit man right now. The man with a shriveled hand became a show and tell project, but notice what happened next. Of course, as I said earlier, the accusers were hoping to find Jesus guilty of breaking the law, and Jesus knew that. But Jesus also knew who he was. He was, is, and will always be the Lord of the Sabbath. And when the Lord of the Sabbath comes in the room, every rule must bow to his rulership. Jesus knows who he is. The Pharisees do not. Every once in a while, you will find yourself in a room with people who do not know who you really are. They will try to belittle you and arrest you. But take heart, my friends. God is able to give you a spiritual strategy for every plan of the enemy. Notice y'all, Jesus never touched the man with the shriveled hand because that would have meant he had disobeyed the Sabbath. Instead, he empowers the patient to become his own physician. He says, stretch forth your hand and immediately the man is healed. What if God is about to give you a strategy to heal yourself? What if you don't need the pastor to show up this time? What if you need to lay hands on yourself? In the same way that Jesus spoke healing into actualization, God has special strategies for you to get the job done. I call them sophisticated solutions. God is the king of new ideas. If you desire to be his show and tell project, if you desire to be his sophisticated solution, know this, he will give you a shortcut, take you through the back door and heal you by making you a doctor for a day. God is a God of sophisticated solutions. Day 57 of our 90 day challenge and the subject for today, sophisticated solutions, reminds me of Sean Saunders. Has a little jazz to it, SS, sophisticated solutions. That's what I think about when I think about you. You are a sophisticated solution. And the savior was as well. I don't think we give Jesus enough credit for being an inventor. He was the innovator of innovation. He was the inventor of inventions. 
We see that right here in the gospel according to Mark because of a man with a shriveled hand. And Jesus, knowing his accusers wanted to imprison him for doing miracles on the Sabbath day, he saw the obstacle but created a solution. Today, I pray that you will do what Jesus did with that man's withered hand. First, he spoke. He spoke so well that the man with the shriveled hand got healed. What you speak can change what you see. Number two, he tells the man with the withered hand to stretch out his hand. That was the sophistication behind it all because he wanted to heal but knew the rules and decided to work around them. Today, I pray that God will give you a witty invention, a solution that will work around the system that's trying to block you from success. And finally, he found success. What if that is the way that purpose is going to show up for you today? Speak, stretch, and then you'll find success. My purpose project for you today is to go back to those sophisticated solutions, those inventions that you wanted to trademark, those ideas that you thought, one day I'm gonna get rich off of this, and give that some attention. What is the sophisticated solution for this season that will heal men with shriveled hands? Let's get to work. Money's running out, jobs cannot be found. And our dollar decreases every day People losing hope Where we're heading no one knows But we're certain something's gotta change But that million dollar idea in your mind Maybe just what we need to survive so it's not too late to dream it's not too late to believe times may be hard but faith is a key it's not too late to dream go on and spread your It's not too late to dream 